0: Hmm. A man had a dream. He saw himself clenching to a rope that was suspended over a river. He had ventured out to the rope to escape from a tiger. Then looking down below was a crocodile lurking in the river. Mm -hmm. And to make matters worse... (laughs) There, gnawing at the rope was a rat. Y'all, it was only a matter of time before he would fall. But this man's dream is actually our reality. The tiger is our past participation, which pursues us for all of us are consequences of our past choices. The rope is our present situation. Representing a temporary reprieve. The crocodile stands for our future destination. Pending death. And the rat, mm, the rat is time. Time. Knowing at our lives and we don't know when it will end. What do you do when the rat of time is cutting into your tomorrows? (laughs) Who really determines our days? And what should we be doing with the time that we have left? Well, Psalm 90 helps us out and give us the answer for what we need. Hear the words of the Lord. Psalm 90 says these words. Lord, Lord. You have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting you are God. You turn people to dust saying return to dust you mortals a thousand years in your sight are like a day that have just gone by, are like a watch in the night, You yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass in the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but in the evening it dries and withers. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All of our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a mourn. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow. For they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. And here's the verse I want to spotlight. He says, teach us Mm -hmm. to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Another version says, teach us to use our time wisely, all that we have. Psalm 1 is not the first psalm written. Psalm 90 is actually the first and oldest psalm that was written, and it was written by Moses as a prayer to God. Now, some suggest that Moses wrote this psalm uh, right after Israel's failure to go into the promised land. Uh, You remember when Moses had sent uh, 12 spies on a reconnaissance mission to Canaan. Uh, And after 40 days, these spies returned and shared with the community what they experienced. The spies agreed that the land, the land, y'all, the land was filled, was flowing with milk and honey. The fruits of the land was bountiful. In fact, uh, the fruits were so big that they had two people to collect and pick up a cluster of grapes. It took two men to carry. The land was great. Uh, They agreed upon that. And y'all here's the thing. Sometimes God shows you and I a sample of the blessing that he wants to give us. Uh, But then, however, the spies disagreed on how they would conquer the land. Ten spies said, the land is good, but we got some problems here. Uh, the problem is that they have inhabited in their land there are giants. Uh, but God said he was going to give them the land. Uh, Sometimes God allow us to see what he's going to defeat for us. Y'all missed that. Uh, let me throw it in parenthetically. Sometimes God allows some disturbance, Amen. some disease or virus. For that matter, to come so he can show us who and what he's going to defeat for us to get to our promised land. The two spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, if God is pleased with us, we can take the land. But then the negative spies, the 10 with this negative report, uh, they caused fear to drive out faith. And the Israelites rejected the plan of God. And refused to enter the promised land. So as a result, the whole community, did I say the whole? The whole community met therein in the wilderness. Everyone 20 years and older died in the wilderness. Okay. Numbers 33 names 42 different places where Israel camped during their journey, leaving trails of grave sites for 40 years. It was against this backdrop that Moses wrote this song. Uh, Moses himself, for him, life was not easy for him, but yet he triumphed. And in Psalm 90, he shares with you and I how we, too, can have joy and strength in the midst of a journey. Uh, he shares with us at least four things about God uh, to help us understand before he gets to verse 12. Uh, He says, first of all, that God is our shelter. You got to know that even in this time, you need to know that God is our shelter. He said, you have been our dwelling place. God has been our home. Uh, This has been. Uh, a protection for us. So in other words, God has been, tech, been protecting us all of our lives. It's not the security system, ADT, bring or the ring, or your gated community. It has been and will be God protecting you. Even with this coronavirus, it's still God protecting you. And then no matter where Moses lived, God was always at home with him. He lived in the Lord. He knew how to abide in the Lord, find strength and comfort in God, encouragement and help for each day's demand. And he says to you and I, we need to do the same. So God is our shelter. But then he also says that God is stable. <clears throat> God is from everlasting to everlasting. He's not going anywhere. He is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. His position is not up for re-election, and he was here before time, and will be here after time. you got to be encouraged that not only is he the shelter, not only is he stable, but this text says that God is sovereign. We just sung it before. That God is in control. That means he determines how long we live. The text says, yet you return man back to dust. That means that God, then I say God, God is in control and we are not. In other words, God is the real baller shot caller. And then he says, God knows our secrets. He knows our secret sins, the public ones and the private ones. In fact, Hebrews 14, 13 says it this way. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And yet the good news is that he still loves us. Uh, So Moses says, Lord, we need you to teach us. We need God to instruct us. And then God uses various methods on passing on the information and skills so that we can learn and make better choices in life. For me, it was my English teacher in the eighth grade by the name of Miss Cain. Mm-hmm. She brings this whole verse to fruition. Y'all. I didn't like Miss Kane. Miss <laughs> yeah. Kane was my least favorite teacher. Uh, the woman acted as though she was the only class that I had. Now I had five other classes, but she didn't care. She just wanted us to complete her assignments. And so along with various chapters for us to read throughout the semester, she gave us an assignment to conjugate verbs in the main three tenses, past, present, and future. And y'all, we had to write all of these things down. First, second, third person, singular, and plural. It came up to 24 pages. We didn't have computers back then. So we had to handwrite these things. So, y'all, I had 24 handwritten pages. This assignment was given to us the first day, but she didn't give us a specific date when it was due. However, she said, I'll check on your progress and give you corrective feedback and additional work as I see fit. Yeah, I feel you. You need to be working on it, she said. Your assignment daily, for you don't know the day (laughs) or the hour when I'm going to collect the assignment. All incomplete assignments meant failure, and you repeat the class. You couldn't go to another class, you had to repeat her class. If I wanted to be successful. Procrastination would not help me because there was a limitation <laughs> on time. Misapplication of my time in entertainment would not help me because there needed to be a correct application of time to complete the assignment on time. I told Miss Kane, uh, Miss Kane, this is too much work. Uh, this just don't make no sense. I do have other classes. Miss Kane said, boy, I know your abilities better than you do. There are things that I am doing on purpose to you to get you to your purpose. Y'all missed that. There are things that she was doing on purpose to get me to my purpose. The assignment is intended to keep you from needless stuff that does not add value to your life. By completing this assignment, it will help you to manage your time since it is limited and it will teach you how to use your time wisely. You want time to do everything but this will make you set your priorities straight. Uh, the assignment will prepare you to survive and thrive at the next level. That's what she was telling me. I ain't want to hear all that. <clears throat> I know what I'm doing and what she said. You just need to follow my instructions. On this journey, as we've said at the stewardship month, we discussed the stewardship about. That it is not just about money. Uh, it includes handling our business, the gifts that God has given us, uh, and the ability that he has instilled in us. And then last week, Elder Chris discussed uh, that it is a heart matter regarding our tongue. And today, the message is about how to handle our time. The most valuable access we have is really not money. Because you can lose money and get it back. You can lose some clothes and get it back. You can even lose your house and get it back. But if you lose time, mm, you cannot get it back. Nobody can go back into yesterday and fix it. So whatever happened yesterday is already happening. The only time we have is today. And so we have to deal with what we have because we don't know how long we're going to have it. And so Moses shares this somber thought that we don't like to discuss, but it's really a reality. <laughs> a doctor called his patient to give him the results uh, of the test. And he said, I got some good news, good news. and I got some bad news. Mm-hmm. And the man said, give me the good news first. The doctor said, well, you only have four months to live. He said, that's the good news. He said, what's the bad news? He said, I've been trying to reach you for a week. (laughs) Whether you like it or not, the harsh reality is that we have, point one, a limitation of time. This verse says, Lord, teach us to number our days. Notice he did not say, teach us to number our years for he we live day by day. In fact, when we pray, Jesus taught us to give us our daily bread. Uh, We're celebrating. uh, Elder Chris is celebrating his birthday today. And I asked him, how old are you? And he said, 33 years. But in terms of days, he is twelve thousand forty five days. We should be thanking God for the days we have experienced, yeah. yeah. but we don't know how many days we have left. And so Miss Kane was saying, I determine the time when you turn your assignment in. And so it is also that almighty God determines our day. Verse three says that God says, I return you back to dust. Verse 10 says you may be given 70 years or 80 years. So since God determines our days, it ought to be a wise decision to have a relationship with him. Don't you think? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's like if your boss hired you and he can also fire you seem like you ought to have a good relationship with him because he kind of determines how life is going to go for you. And so the same thing here is God won is the one. Almighty God determines our days. He tells us how long we're going to live. Uh, but then also, in a real sense, we all live on death row. Yes, sir. I hear you, man. Let that sink in a little bit. We all live on death row. Uh, the book says in verse 5 and 6 uh, indicates that we are like grass. We spring up in the morning, but then we, in the evening we dry and wither up. Death row. We don't know when. Uh, Hebrews 9, 27, said each person is destined to die once. If you got up this morning and you did, it means that God in his mercy and grace has given you yet another day, another chance. And you ought to tell him thank you for one more day. Uh, You ought to tell him thank you. And then what are you going to do with the day that God has given you? Uh, So almighty God determines our days uh, and then we are all living on death row. But that also means that we have to accept that life is temporary and we have temporary stamped on us. We're not promised tomorrow. In fact, God has not signed a guaranteed contract that we will see tomorrow. In fact, John Phillips said it this way, that God has placed a veil between today and tomorrow, and none of us can peep over to see what tomorrow will bring. Uh, All of us live in sort of a figuratively hourglass that's attached to us. We arrive on earth that way, and we don't know how much sand is in the glass. The only thing we do know is that there is less saying in the glass today than it was yesterday. Watch this. We must learn to know the present value of single minutes and endeavor not to let no particle of time fall to useless to the ground. James says it this way. Well, you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even like a vapor that appears for a little time, then vanishes away. Instead, verse 15 said, you are to say, if the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. There is a limitation of time. Now, realizing that the limitation of time should coerce us to use the time wisely by following the plan of God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says it this way. God said, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Y'all, Miss Kane wanted me to prosper. I didn't think she did because I just thought that she was mean, but she really wanted me to prosper, and she was preparing me for the next level. John 10.10, Jesus said it this way, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. God wants us to experience an abundant life, but it's contingent on point two, my application of time. There's a limitation of time, but then we have the application of time because God desires to give us joy and satisfaction here Mm -hmm. on earth and in eternity. And as Debbie said, but procrastination Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. prolongs our pain, delays the purpose and plan that God has for us. How many of us have the gift of procrastination? (laughs) I gotta be honest. I got it real good. I got a good dose of it. Uh, you know, it's always better to do it tomorrow for me. Uh, I apply for the scholarship tomorrow. Go for that promotion or position tomorrow. I'll do the assignment tomorrow. I'm gonna start an exercise and eating right, uh, but I'm gonna do it tomorrow. I want to start a business, write a book, uh, but I ain't gonna do it today. Develop my abilities, and be more disciplined. But y'all, I'm going to start it tomorrow. We make every excuse not to apply time correctly. Jesus says in John 4, 9, 4 says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, the night coming when no man can work. God, too, has given us an assignment for life with no specific due date. However, he does check on our progress and give us corrective feedback and additional work as he see fit. We need to work on the assignment daily for we don't know the day or the hour when he's going to collect the assignment. You may feel that the assignment is too difficult like I have at times, but God knows your abilities. Better than you do. Remember, he placed the gift in you uh, and he has allowed you to do this because he knows what you can do. The assignment is intended for you to experience the abundant life, but procrastination and wasting time on needless stuff uh, that won't help you. So how do we apply our time? Debbie said it. Start with God. Set aside some time with God and then make it a habit. A habit is something uh, that you do so often that it becomes easy. In other words, it's a behavior that you keep repeating over and over. Uh, And if you're persistent at developing a new behavior, eventually it becomes automatic. Uh, But you got to start with God. Uh, Start getting up early. Now, this one hurts me right here. Uh, start getting up early because y'all I don't like to get up early I don't know about you but I have issues about getting up early I want to get every ounce of sleep I can before I can get up but if I want to apply my time better I need to get up early and spend some time with God in fact the book says that Jesus got up early in the morning and spent some time with God and so Start with God, getting up early, and then begin your day allowing him to feed you, allowing him to work with you. And then as you start your day early, then you'll walk with him throughout the day and enjoy his blessings. The nourishment of God will enable us to be faithful and successful if we do that. One, start with God. Two, stick with the assignment, the assignment that God has given you, uh, the gift that he's given you. He wants you to develop it. He wants you to discover, develop it, and then put it on display, the ability that God has placed in you. Now, God will use other people to help confirm your abilities. But once it's discovered, you need to set it as a priority. And then God will use this gift for your satisfaction as well. Uh, but you got to stick to Then Did I say stick to it? Stick to it. So if he's giving you a business to do, you need to stick to it. If he's giving you a skill for you to be developed, you need to stick to it. And then if he tells you to stop spending, God wants you to stop spending. <clears throat> Don't quit. If other people don't appreciate your gift, yes, yes. Yes, sir. I said, don't quit. Right. If other people don't appreciate your gift, mm-hmm. because God will create an opportunity for you to showcase your gift yes, like and he will use it for his glory yes, and for others. Good. Yes. But you got to stick to the assignment because he has a plan for your life. Yes, Uh, Ask Nelson Mandela. They tried to reject him, block him. But when it came time to use his gift, they even pulled him out of prison because of what God had put in him. So you just keep on sticking with your gift, working with your gift. Spend time on the gift that God has given you, whatever that calling is. And he's going to create opportunities for you. And he's going to make your life a whole lot better. Focus on what's important have what we call a no exception policy. In other words, commit to it every day. Uh, That separates the haves and the have-nots. And then the last thing on that is, hmm, spend less time, this hurt me too, on entertainment. I'll say that again. Spend less time (laughs) on entertainment. (laughs) I ain't just talking to y'all. I'm talking to myself. (laughs) Uh, Here's the deal. I control my time and limit my time on entertainment because in a real sense, it really doesn't help me. Now, he didn't say cut off the time, cut it off completely, but start spending more time on what will help and improve you rather than spending time that would just entertain you all the time. Uh, put a control lock on it. Say, I'm going to spend only two hours looking at power. <laughs> Don't go for the binge watching. Spend that time with God or developing your gift. Well, Miss King, called for the assignment. And many... They didn't expect when she called. So y'all, they failed the class. She said she may call for it when you don't expect it. But when she called, you need to be ready. She was kind enough to give you progress notes to see how you're doing and what you needed to do. But these individuals procrastinated, wasted time, and failed the class. Ah, by the grace of God, and I mean grace and mercy of God, y'all, I made an A in the class. And it was due to the relationship I had with Miss King. Uh, that reminded me of the limitation of my time. And this caused the elimination of procrastination and application of my time toward the assignment. Because what she was saying, every time I had talked to her, she would tell me certain things that I needed to do in order to be ready for the assignment. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, that conjugating verbs was not the best thing I wanted to do. But can I be honest with you, Uh, this woman helped me to get A GPA of 3.85 in my MBA program because she prepared me way a long time ago Uh, I really don't want to say thank you but Miss King if you're listening I I really want to say thank you I didn't appreciate it back then but thank you for making me do all the hard work I didn't know that you were preparing me to be a better person Uh, and then I understand now a whole lot better. Can I tell somebody that God is doing the same thing? He is preparing you for something greater on earth and in eternity. He wants to do something for you, but you got to understand that there is a limitation on time. And with the time that we have, I have to have the application of my time. And if I remember to do the right thing with my time, I have to understand this. It's what you do with your time that counts. Methuselah lived nine hundred. Did I say nine hundred? Nine hundred and sixty-nine years, and we only know that he lived and died. Wow. That's all that's in the verse. But Jesus lived thirty-three years, and He turned the world upside down. We're still talking about him because of his contribution. It's not counting your days, but making your days count for here and eternity. Like the men in Matthew chapter 25, if we started with this, who had five talents and two talents. And it could happen to you because of their cultivation of their talents. They experienced multiplication, an increase that led to a commendation. Well done, good and faithful servant. And then they received an invitation. Come to the celebration. It can happen to you. But you got to handle your time. Let's pray. Gracious God, how we thank you so much. For who you are. And we pray that these truths would be planted deep down in our hearts. To understand. That there is a limitation of time. And that every day we get up. We ought to tell you thank you. But then we ought to also apply the time correctly. That is to start off with you. And whatever you called us to do, to stick to it. And then make sure that we spend less time on entertainment. Mm-hmm. You have something wonderful for us. Help us to handle our time for your glory. In the strong and perfect name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.